Hi, Nick. Hi, Caleb. Have you ever bought an Amiibo before? No, I never actually have. Okay, well, they're like, uh, you know, the little Nintendo toys. It's like a toy, but it doesn't do anything, right? <laughs> it's like a toy, except it does. It's do like a stuff. video game on a disc, but not like a video game on a disc. It's yeah. a character on a, on a, on a platform uh, that's a circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've seen yeah. them. A little, yeah. little disc platform. Mm-hmm. Nintendo was re-releasing uh, some of their, like, vintage ones. Oh. Like the old how? ones. So the Wii U is just having its 10th anniversary, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and they finally have 100 people have bought it. And it's been plenty of time since the... Just for the record, love the Wii U. Don't, like, yeah. don't own one, though. Absolutely, absolutely adore it. I do yep. own one. Splatoon's great. But yeah, they're, they're re-releasing some, including a Sonic Amiibo, which I ordered today. Oh, um sonic and lucina a golden mario wow yeah a lot of good ones but yeah i ordered the sonic one today uh but i just wanted to let you know yeah. that uh you probably should order one soon if you want one. Oh yeah i should get on it yeah because they're gonna go fast Hi, I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm Nick the Splendor. <laughs> oh, I goofed Oops, it. Oops, you did. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we're going to start again one more time. Okay. Hi, I'm Caleb the Hewitt. And I'm Nick the Splendor. And this is, is your, your two, two show. show. Welcome. Uh, this is a Sonic Analysis podcast. It's a fun time, but it's a serious time. Mm-hmm. Just like Sonic. Just like Sonic. He's, uh, you know, he's here to have fun. Yep. Uh, he's here to learn. Absolutely. Well, I don't know that he's here to learn. He's here to grow. I have some questions about that. And have lots of fun. Yeah. And on episode two of Sonic Underground, he's here to learn all about his little siblings. That's right. Here on this show, uh, well, first of all, we want to thank you for coming back if you watched the first episode. And if you didn't come back, but you're here for the first time, then we also thank you. Thank you. Thank so you so much. much. Thank, thank you. Wait, I just want to take a minute and really sincere. Okay. Thank you so much. Okay. I, f- I felt really like I felt the gratitude coming off of you in waves. That's just ASMR. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but uh, yes, and if this is the first one you're listening to, maybe go back and listen to the first one, because there it w- was some primo stuff on Sonic Underground Episode 1. Yeah, the material of the show is good. What we're doing is we're, we're investigating uh, the history and the heritage of Sonic. Yes. We're digging into what makes Sonic tick, mm-hmm. uh, what makes him great, what mm-hmm. makes him super weird? Yeah, <laughs> and there's a lot of that, and I, I, and I'm the I'm the acolyte here, and you're the master. <laughs> well, master in a sense. I'm like I am a huge Sonic fan, uh, but I'm a Sonic fan in the way that everybody, every '90s kid was a Sonic fan, in that I played Sonic <laughs> Adventure Battle two three hundred times, oh, and then yeah. I watched it if it was on TV, one of the shows. Uh, Do you and, pronounce that acronym Sab or Sob? Uh, Sonic Adventure Battle two is it Sob two? I, I actually don't make a habit of pronouncing the acronym. Oh, okay, okay, sorry. <laughs> it's it's way funnier, I think, if you just say Sonic Adventure Battle 2 every time, because yep. I think it's it's important that you understand how ridiculous that name is. Yeah. It's, it's a very, it's a precursor to, you know, the Kingdom Hearts yeah. style. Maybe not a precursor. I don't huh. know when the game came out. Um, 
But I love Sonic the Hedgehog so much, and I have a lot of opinions about why Sonic is really great. Wonderful. Uh, but there's a lot of Sonic media that I haven't consumed and that Nick hasn't consumed. Yeah, very little of it. Uh, my my history with Sonic is uh, uh, kind of all over the place. Yeah, I like him all right, and uh, I've played <laughs> I played the games especially when I was younger. Mm-hmm. But I'm really out of I'm really out of the loop. <laughs> so we decided to start with one of the most unsonic Sonic properties. I guess mm-hmm. we started with uh, the third TV show set in a parallel universe for most of the canon media, and it's not a video game. No, which- <laughs> no. We- <laughs> Uh, but we're we, talking with Sonic Underground. <laughs> Sonic Underground. <laughs> they made a vow, and their mother will be found. Yes. Um, so we last episode we talked about planning on watching two and three, and uh, it would be great if you did that. That's great. You're ahead of the game because it turns out we need to just do two. <laughs> yeah, there's too much to talk about uh, in each one, and 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 we uh yeah. W- we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna mix it up a little bit last uh, from last time. Mm-hmm. Uh, last time we kind of tried to recap throughout the episode, and we're gonna try this time based on some feedback we got from our audience. <laughs> uh, we're gonna try doing a quick recap and then just talking about the highlights and getting a little bit more just just into the into the details. Yeah, let us know your opinion on which one of these works better for you. Yeah, if you absolutely. have another opinion uh, at your two show on Twitter. Oh, we got a Twitter. We do. We have a Twitter. That was really quick. Mm-hmm. It's ready. <laughs> and uh, please let us know on there. Follow us. Uh, subscribe to Twitter. Can is that a thing? You can do? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So here. We, so Sonic Underground episode two, which is called Getting to Know Getting you. to Know You. <laughs> Yeah, that is great. Getting to know all about you. And that is what we are doing in this episode. It is mostly an excuse to learn about who Sonya, which yeah, Sonya yeah. and Manic are. Yeah. So uh, the course of the episode, is basically just they get attacked by a couple of enemies. They run away to go get trained. First, they get trained by Gondar, who mm-hmm. who is apparently just a human barbarian. A cat Tarzan. Oh, he's man. like cat. Maybe some dog in there. He's yeah. got like some five o'clock shadow. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then uh, Gondar teaches them some of their physical abilities, helps them learn how to do a little better at like running and spinning and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And then uh, they move on from Gondar to another. Yeah, they go like they didn't even spend a whole episode with Gondar. Like no. that could have been a whole thing and mm-hmm. it kind of was, yeah. but it also, it, it did feel like it took a long time for them to be there and just learn to spin around better. Yeah. But then he's like, and now your training, this training's over. So now you're going to go to the cloud city <laughs> or the cloud temple or something. Yes. And so then they go to a temple that's floating in the sky with a bunch of monks. The monk decides to teach them about the power of music. He does this completely non-verbally at first. He just go, he just waves them on and then he walk, they walk down some invisible stairs and then up some invisible stairs. <laughs> and then it's way too, way past cool. And then they undergo uh, uh, a hallucinogenic trial. <laughs> well, it's, yeah, it's not clear whether they're teleported or they go through some sort of uh, hallucination situation. Yeah. They get attacked by a monster. Yes. They all fail at saving themselves. They are about to get murdered. Yep. And then uh, Sonic is a little bit sad about this. He's like, it's my fault. Everybody that I know is died because of me now. But he's only a little bit sad. Like... <laughs> Anyway. But he has the biggest heart of anyone she ever knew. And so, uh, in the face of Sonic's self-deprecation, the other two step up to his aid, uh, <clears throat> revealing that it was potentially the monk's plan all along. Oh. He's like, this is this is what true harmony looks like. You right. guys are standing up for each other. Uh, 
now uh, I'll, I'll see you later oh, your training will start tomorrow, tomorrow. or <laughs> earlier or maybe before or maybe before yeah, yeah. Uh, which, spoiler alert, we've seen the beginning of episode three, and it does not <laughs> start before. I have no idea. We're not really sure when it starts, but it definitely starts at the be- before the beginning of episode three. Yeah, um, but, uh, and then they have their, their music video of the episode, yeah. this time at the very, very end, singing a song about teamwork, and, uh, then the episode wraps up with a group hug. Group hug! Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but it's staged pornographically. <laughs> So that so that the viewer can see all the fronts. <laughs> I didn't even think about that. It is it's not even like a real group hug. No, they no they say group hug and then they stand like they're posing at For Kmart. A picture. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Which they do uh, earlier in the episode mm-hmm. when Sonia says. Oh, I have a photographic memory. Oh, yeah. And then the two... Go- so, one thing that happened in this episode <clears throat> that infuriated me... Oh, my God. You just made that joke. I didn't even get that joke until just now when you said that. Oh, good. Oh, okay. Yeah, it took me a second. I only got it because I was pausing the show every 30 seconds to take notes, and I had another minute to think about it I watched as I wrote something down. twice. Holy... <laughs> and I still didn't get it. Yeah, so she says, I have a photographic memory. And then they go, huh, and they look at each other. Sonic and Manic look at each other, immediately go and stand next to each other... With their arms <laughs> around each other's shoulders. And then Sonia goes, ha ha. And then they kind of go, yeah. Cheese. Cheese. <laughs> because they're posing for her photographic memory. That's, That's really an amazing funny. joke. Yeah, I didn't even think about but that. But it's so, but it's not executed very well. Very well. But it so, was a very good joke. Um, And that brings to mind <laughs> my, t- okay, so the two, my two major things for this episode that I wanted to say going into it. Yeah. Are one. This plot has already has already surprised like this show has already surprised me by being incredibly way more complicated than I thought it would be. Yeah. It feels a lot like the sorts of I mean it feels a lot like a child's imaginary world mm-hmm. in, in that you you've got these leaps from like oh now we're going to the cloud temple. Yeah. Oh how are we going to get there? Read the scroll, teleport. Like I felt a kinship to it. That's in, such a good point with yeah. my younger age. Where I, I would, you know, play these kinds of elaborate stories that changed drastically based on whatever idea I had. And whatever day. stuff was just laying around. Yeah, exactly. And right. I, I was going to say, because one of my thoughts about this, and you just articulated it really well, is uh, that the thing about it that was strange to me is it seems like a lot of stuff, like a lot of cool things and things set next to each other without necessarily an overall purpose or, like, direction. yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's that's what it felt like. Yeah, and it, it it lacked a lot of the momentum that the first and then the third episode have. Mm-hmm. It, it really felt kind of meandering. It's like, and they really they were literally walking through the wilderness. Well, that's because it was a character study, and it was a it was a character study. It wasn't mm-hmm. so much about advancing the plot. It was about finding out who they are and what are their secret powers. Well, I just mean like when you're especially in modern television. Yeah, and this could also be a little bit of a piece of like it being ten years later and yeah. stuff changing. Uh, often you don't give details at all or you don't add things even to the way things look or talk about things really specifically unless they are going to matter. Okay. And this show is like, there's invisible stairs. They're awesome. And they're just there for a second. <laughs> That's and true. And it doesn't matter. And there's no explanation. Uh, there's, he's going to hand you a scroll and it's going to teleport you. And we're not going to talk about that. And it's not going to matter at all. Yeah. There's no foreshadowing. No, mm-hmm. like no, no, no imbuing of importance in an object before it becomes used. Yeah, you're exactly right. And a totally confusing set of rules for this universe because it 
all of these things seem like like the way they feel is a writer being like oh no i know they don't have access to x y and z so i'm gonna have to just give them this gimmicky thing yeah when it's like they don't have like a ship like there's no there's no craft there's no nobody can come and get them there's just a forest that shoots goop at things yeah and it doesn't matter it just exists for a second and the idea of it as a like a toy play place i find like totally interesting yeah that is yeah Uh, uh, thank you um (laughs) (laughs) it's like oh i've got this this water gun and so this is the trees shooting the ships like yeah and exactly and the way that the way that gondar the 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 barbarian gondar the barbarian i love the way that he when when they're like hello hello i'm here to train you and sonic says that's perfect because we're here to be trained (laughs) (laughs) it's like yeah you are i guess um and and i i also really liked the way that at one point they were like did we do a good job or something and he just smiles a little bit he just kind of (laughs) goes and like flips his lips up but nothing but that's it it cuts i love that that was part two is that the facial expression animation in this episode specifically (laughs) is also very complicated yes like it's it's not just it's not as simple as being bad it's that there's like a lot they're trying to show you a lot of emotion yes and complicated switches in emotion yep yep in the episode in a way that i don't expect from a show like this and that they don't necessarily execute well right the um, the animation tweening is not top (laughs) not top quality and that's okay it is someone being sad for two straight seconds and then happy for another two but just like flat just like (laughs) it morphs uh, which is great um Mm -hmm. (laughs) so yeah they kind of just play place all over the place Mm -hmm. and like oh but when 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 gondar says oh i guess you haven't looked at the trees and it's like well why don't yeah we have but what and when the when the, these jets are flying in these mm-hmm. like space jets from robo from robopolis it's what's yeah, it and called it's, robotropolis it's, yeah robotropolis and it's <laughs> they dingo say it seven times in this episode so i forgot like i need to be reminded of plot points and names on a very regular basis i didn't get gondar's name until the third time and then he was gone and i i felt mad about having committed that to memory it's dingo and sleet coming in to capture them those guys do not exist for me basically like i like them but it's like oh yeah the independent contractors every time i see them i don't have it written down i know sleet said something insane like it was like now you'll feel the power of sleet yeah i think he's (laughs) he might have said it's it's definitely sleep time now or something <laughs> like yeah oh man and it was just i was like why is, i i didn't know it didn't occur to me until this episode that he was named after like sleep like 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 yeah. icy rain yeah and he's he's a rat he's just like a rat yeah i don't know about that uh well so i, <laughs> I don't know about that either like why is he called that i don't know but i was gonna say maybe we should talk about the characters the okay three, the triplets sure um First of all, they're definitely triplets mm-hmm. because it says so in the song. The very first line of the song. The very first line of the song is, triplets born, the throne awaits. And that's great. And I love that. But it's so that fast. so good. Like it starts, it's in the first two seconds of the show. Yeah. Like it, like fade from black. Triplets born. And it's like, triplets born upon. And it's like. They don't have a lot of time. They don't have a lot of time. Yeah. They gotta go fast. Uh-huh. Gotta do it to it. Yeah. Um. One thing I, I, yeah. Got a juice and jam. Triplets born, the throne awaits. Here's a question I had. Yeah. 
is there one big throne they're all going to sit on? Or are there three thrones stacked vertically like four Sonic thrones. and Knuckles cartridges? It's four thrones because they're, they're queen mom as it's well. It's four, so it's definitely four cartridges it, high. It might be that she's going to sit on the throne and they're just going to complete the council. But they could sit on the arms of the throne. I don't know why. I'm like really obsessed with like who's going to sit where also the th- when the throne is waiting for them. And where's the throne? Does Robotnik have the throne right now? Mm. I got a lot of questions about the throne. Well, spoiler alert. I did oh. see a thing for the upcoming episode episode four i haven't consented to the spoiler well, by the way well i'm just it's not really a I've spoiler given you a it's no a summary look with my eyes it's a and you're summary like, just totally pla- okay go ahead it's just it just implies that someone is trying to get the throne robotnik <gasps> is trying to get the throne implying that he is not yet king so, oh my god my incredible speculation was actually relevant yeah exactly yes uh so he does not have the throne yet, and i don't okay. know exactly what that means okay um our friend lucy suggested that manic is the one with the weird name and that, like, Sona is, like, a family name, right? So like Son- Sonia, Sonic, and that his name w- would have been Sono, except that he was abducted by thieves, and they <laughs> named him Manic. <laughs> because I was talking to her about how mad Sonia's name makes me. Yeah. And I want to clarify that it makes me mad because I don't like the idea that she's just, like... A feminine version of Sonic. She's Why the miss she main character. Her... Yeah, exactly. Uh, Why doesn't she have her own identity? Mm-hmm. Which she does. She does start to develop, but she's this show is very heavily gendered. Yes. This episode. I mean, I don't know how much we want to talk about that. No, no, totally. That it's one of the crucial like facts of our time. Yeah, we super need to talk about it. <laughs> and it's, it's for a late '90s show. You can tell that this is a show that went into it saying this is a show for boys. Yes, absolutely. And the, in quotes, and that carries with it some stuff that's very annoying that we're yeah. that i totally want to talk about yeah but first can i tell you something that's going to make you even matter about her oh name? i love it yeah uh they made it very clear in this episode that it is sonya i know i keep trying to say sonya no i know I, it uh, makes it less annoying yeah no 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 it's sonya sonya <laughs> which is the worst possible way for that to go and it's also funny because manic is the least manic of the three of them true absolutely true he has been he's become established as the chill guy i think yeah i think maybe he started out well because the thing is even when he's playing the drums very fast he Mm -hmm. doesn't look manic like he he has one thing i wanted to note is that he has manacles on his wrists he's got spiky manacle bracelets like bracers like bracers Mm -hmm. of spike manacles Uh, manacles and uh (sighs) but but that's kind of an animal like a muppets animal drummer right Mm -hmm. I think Animal's last name is Drummer. Yeah. Um, Animal the Drummer. Animal the Drummer. Mm-hmm. He fits right in. Yeah. And uh, and so he's got kind of that vibe yeah. and the wild hair. But he is. He's totally chill. And he says so much more in, in like, the next couple episodes yeah. than he did in the first one. His voice really kind of threw me, actually. Because mm-hmm. he doesn't get to speak very much in the first episode. But he's like, so chill. Yeah, Sonic, chill yeah. out, bro. Whatever, Sonic. Why are you so fast? <laughs> <laughs> well, so that's what I was going to say, and this bleeds into three a little bit, but especially uh, we get to see it in two at the beginning, is uh, that their bonding is one of those things that's surprisingly complicated. Like, the yeah. things that they connect over yeah. uh, are not just straightforward. The, my, my favorite example of this early on is uh, Sonya says something mean about a sewer, and yep. Manic says... Uh, I used to live in a sewer, so, like, chill. Or, yeah, like, this yeah. is my home, so chill. And she's like, wait, you lived in a sewer? And then she frowns for a second, but then she smiles, and then they start talking about it, 
And yeah. the fact that she hated that and he's from there, she finds that so interesting that they start talking and walking away from Sonic, who then looks sad at being left behind. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that's right. And it, it's this, it was this really interesting, like, although they're showing us a way to bond from something negative which was also really interesting right there are certain examples of of their their like bonding and and so-called harmonizing Mm -hmm. that i felt was a little like kind of pat or like okay well they have to be in harmony now all of a sudden because somebody told them to be and their song has to happen right the second (laughs) they have to summon their instruments but yes it actually is a nuanced kind of thing yeah and 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 the fact that they don't I like that they aren't immediately in harmony. Yes. That they don't know each other. And mm-hmm. and the fact that, like, siblings often fight anyway, mm-hmm. whether they know each other or not. I think if you start fighting with somebody in the street for no good reason, you should probably find out if you're related. The annoying thing. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> maybe maybe you have been destined to save the world the whole time. Yeah, exactly. I uh, Were you born with a necklace that you've never felt like taking off? <laughs> for some reason, I just always wanted to wear it. <laughs> I, uh... But uh, one of the things that's so cool is that it wasn't just, like, finding things they bonded over positively. It was that, like, they would bond with each other when the third one was being a dick. Yeah, that's true. Yep. And that's happened. The only person that I'm not sure did anything negative is Manic. He kind of seems like the mediator. I think that's true. And he he is the chill one. Yeah. In episode three, he does get, uh, like, some stuff that's, like, quote, unquote, a bad thing. But then it's eventually portrayed to be good, I guess. Do you think his middle name is Depressive? I'm taking a sip of coffee. <laughs> because we're, we're, we're saying how he's not manic enough, which is very judgmental, but that is his name. But I, anyway, you know. I mean, I would like to point out that uh, <laughs> canonically, everyone's middle name is The. Yeah, okay. <laughs> manic depressive hedgehog. You know what has actually made that more clear? Is oh. every, every time they say Sonic Hedgehog. And it's Sonya. Sonya says it to Sonic yeah. so many times. She saw, she goes, Sonic Hedgehog, you need to listen to me. Yeah. It's, I, I love that. So... <laughs> <laughs> When it comes to their flaws, though, and that's the thing, like, maybe Manic's gonna be a little too chill, you know, maybe he's, like, a little too, like, freewheeling. Yeah. But, uh, and Sonic's flaws are all about the fact that he, like, doesn't think very hard before he does things, and they do a really good job of, like, making that really clear, like... Yeah, uh, yeah. Which I was surprised about, taking their mascot character and immediately being like, this is the biggest flawed flaws we can think of. Absolutely, yeah. He's got a lot of growing to do. Mm-hmm. And, and a lot of, um, I mean, it, this is an origin story. Yeah. Right, we are mm-hmm. seeing the beginning of this particular Sonic. <laughs> yeah, and and he, yeah, the fact that he is already super fast and can rev mm-hmm. and turn his legs into a windmill of color <laughs> and light. Um, it, when 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 Gondar says, "Grab this, go to the to see the tree on the top of that highest mountain. Go up there and then grab this rock before it hits the ground when I drop it." And Sonic's like, "Oh, no Easy. problem. Easy, no problem." <laughs> and he zooms up there and he. he Oh, and and Gondar's like, now we're going to do speed trials. And Sonic has his arms crossed and is tapping his feet yeah. and smiling. Like, mm-hmm. yeah, 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 yeah. I love this. My favorite part. Yeah. And so he goes up there, but he zooms down to grab the rock. He misses the rock and he can't stop running and he slams into a tree. Yeah. And is like, whoa, he just goofed. It was one of the best moments because I totally expected him to just like do it. Yeah. And, just, and it was like, oh, no, they're, they are apparently kids or untrained people Mm -hmm. one of the things that's uh super interesting though when we're going back to the the gender thing yeah is that i think 
uh, maybe not interesting is the wrong word, frustrating is the better yeah, word, yeah. is that uh, Sonia's flaws and the reason they're annoying is because they are like stereotypically feminine qualities, some yeah. of which are not flaws yeah, <laughs> that absolutely. are being portrayed as them. Yeah. And that's like, I left it. So here's the things we know about Sonia based on this. Yeah. She like, so the, the things that are ostensibly actually negative characteristics are like, she's uh, maybe kind of a scaredy cat. Yeah. When it comes to mice. Oh, right. Because there's, okay, this continues the troubling threat of mice in yeah. this television series. <laughs> yeah, mice and rats. Lots of rodents. Mice and rats. Lots of rodents that are really rodents being yelled at by actual rodents that are apparently also people. Yes. <laughs> Bingo. Because this is, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into that right now, but that's, a, I, I'm, I, ooh, I'm keeping my eye on that. And Sleet's and, a rat. Sleet's a rat. The Oracle's a rat of some kind. I think he's a crocodile. Well... He's been through a lot. He's, and, uh, he's an iguana. But at the very beginning, yeah, there's a rat under the bed, and then it runs into what I think is a lightsaber. <laughs> I think it runs inside a lightsaber that's under the bed. So they could, ah, I wish they'd grab that. That would have come in handy. Mm, that's just going to smell. <laughs> but, but yeah, and then she's freaking out. and like, ah, there's something under there. Get it. Yeah. And, the, and Sonic and Manic are on the floor going, what's the big old, what's the big old deal? <laughs> <laughs> i don't think that's what they said but i hope it was not a direct quote but what's the big old deal <laughs> that should be a sonic catchphrase but I, yeah but i took i i took a note that that was that opened a schism with sonya like right then immediately like and and they're like uh uh if you're gonna if you're scared of that we're in trouble and then, and then she's <laughs> confirms that she's scared and they look at each other and go, definitely no, trouble. That's not what it is. Oh, okay. She says she's scared. They say we're in trouble. She says, also, where's the maid? I'm ready for breakfast. Oh. And they say, definitely in trouble. Definitely trouble. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And it's so right off the bat, they're like, oh, look, Sonya's the first one we get flaws from. And those flaws are that she's scared of mice and she's really pampered. And it was just like, OK, I mean, uh, so yeah. like, she yes, it lines up with her character. Uh-huh. Well, if this were now, royalty, huh? if this were now, Manic would be the one that was coming from the royal family. And that'd be f- that would be like a more permissible. Okay. It's like this, like I would be OK with those traits being flaws for a character if they uh. weren't being so lined up with the fact that she's a girl. Right. And. Uh, and like, right, like an easy fix for that would have been like, if she was the drummer coming yeah. from the street rat family, yep, yep. which is also like, it's, it's not, it's kind of an uncomplicated solution and it's a little easy, right. but it is something that I would have liked to see. Just any amount of complication. Yeah. would have. But stuff does come up later. I think that, I mean, she's, yes. she's not a horrible character, mm-hmm. but there is, a, there, yeah, there's a lot of just off the bat, just like, ah, come on. Oh no. And also the fact that Sonic and Manic have identical like impossible cartoon body shapes yes and she has an entirely too human yeah like feminine form she's her got that feet and shoes are smaller mm-hmm. her, her whole thing yeah well she has to be hot otherwise it wouldn't make any sense that dingo immediately falls in love with her and never stops talking well, about yeah her. and why would i keep watching it if there wasn't <laughs> a, a hot feminine 13 year form? old <laughs> yeah exactly like what's Ugh. in it for me as the audience mm-hmm. it's i mean it, it is 2016 and we're all furries now but it was 1999 or something 1998 1994 when, we, when we, this was aired no it was <laughs> <laughs> 1967 19, uh 19 anything is 19, too 1802 <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, but it's too, yeah, it's no good. Yeah, it's it's no good. And But I can tell you my favorite moment, and I think it was an accident, but it comes out of these like complicated phases. And maybe actually, okay, I'm going to assume it wasn't. And I okay. think it's a good way to approach the I show. Th- me too. I, listening, you know, uh, I did have to listen through our last episode to, yeah. to edit it real quick. And I was, uh, I didn't like how much I had, I had sort of, tried to try to be like oh maybe they didn't mean to do this yeah. good joke that was not very kind of me and well, a thing yeah. in a thing in art criticism right is yeah. that you take it as it is exactly no matter what the intent is and so i think that's what we have to do from here is what yep. is what does it look like it's telling us totally that was a defense mechanism on my part to avoid having to engage it in like a serious way yeah but i acknowledge that <laughs> and we're moving on <laughs> well i really appreciate no that's that's i really appreciate that yeah um and my favorite moment for sonya and i think one that that shows a really interesting and nuanced character later on when they're with gondar the barbarian mm-hmm. uh she has a moment where he's like you you see why you always need to keep your balance sonya yeah and sonya says yeah because if you don't you're gonna get all dirty yeah. and then he like frowns at her <laughs> but she at the end of saying dirty smiled making it very clear this is a joke I'm making. Yep. Like I am making a joke about this. I don't actually feel this way. Yeah. And then he frowns at her and she starts walking away and goes, Ugh. yeah, that's great. Yeah. And we've seen her, she can handspring off of any surface onto any surface. Yeah. Like balance is absolutely part of her skill set and yes. she knows it. And they show that. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. And so that's great. I, yeah. That was really good. Um, and now I guess moving on to manic, he has a really, he has a kind of, a moment that I really felt for him in a genuine way. Yeah. Because he he turns to Gondar and he says, I think I'm just going to not do this. I think they might be better off without me. Yeah. Uh, my abilities just don't measure up. Because up to this point, his ability is that he can throw a drumstick like Captain America's shield. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but it's very small. It's very small. But it like <laughs> even better than Captain America's shield, there's a point where he throws it forward. It doesn't just boomerang back to him. It loops around a tree five times. <laughs> And then it comes straight back to him, and then he catches it, throws it at, and catches it and throws it at a target. Yeah. Um, and it, like, first of all, that power's insane. Yeah, right. But there's another time, like, I think before that, when he throws it around the tree, it comes back and he doesn't catch it right. Yes. And then Gondar gives him this, is like, oh, what a noob. Yeah. Look, and it's like, he just did something impossible. Yeah, complete. Because the first time is the time it spins around five times. Yeah. And then he doesn't catch it. Right. And the fact that he doesn't catch it is the problem. That's the problem. The bar is very high. Yeah. I mean, I guess they come from, you know, uh, (laughs) the the stakes are high in this. It's like, yeah, if you can't spin it. Listen, (laughs) you may be able to throw a stick at at high velocity, rotate it around a tree five times and then catch it. But my God, if you can't catch it right. (laughs) And my name is Goddard the Barbarian. <laughs> imagine, well, imagine uh, to make that happen, because it's just a stick, right? The, <laughs> the, the, the particular nuance of his yeah. throw the torque has to be so complicated. Yeah. So I'm wondering, too, actually, if there's going to be an emphasis on Manic's ability with his hands. And I don't mean that in a sexual way at all. I wouldn't have assumed that you did, but I appreciate you <laughs> clarifying. Uh, because in this episode, he also picks a lock. Yep. Uh, he flings the things, and also, obviously, drumming is a very, like... At the very beginning, he pickpockets his his Rooster Roach dad without he, even looking, like, didn't yeah. look like anything happened. Mm-hmm. So he does have speed, and he does have dexterity, but it's more of a, a like, manual dexterity. Yeah it's, yeah, it's a personal thing as opposed to, like, a, like a mm-hmm. moving through space. Yeah. Um, and, but Gondar gives him a hint that, like, uh, you have a greater power that has not yet been unlocked. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, uh... We're not going to get into it today. Yeah. Uh, but it, it, and he doesn't seem to necessarily believe it. 
Yeah, right. He's like, well, I don't know about that. Mm-hmm. He's sort of, yeah. Uh, one of his powers is that he doesn't know about birds. <laughs> 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 yeah. <laughs> he goes, what's that? <laughs> Sonic is like, it's a bird, Manic. Just like the bird yesterday. Like they saw one bird yesterday and the one bird today, and Manic is freaking out. <laughs> He's like, sorry, I've been in the city my whole life. Sorry, I'm a city boy. Yeah. Which, like, there, we had no reason to believe the rest of them hadn't also been in the city their whole life. Yeah. Uh, I guess maybe Sonya's money allowed her to travel a little more often. Sure. Or maybe she just had a better education. And Sonic had to, he used to have to get up on those cliffs so that he could look down on where the shield bases were. Yeah. So he probably saw some birds there. But uh, Manic has just been literally in a sewer most of his life in the lower levels of the city. Well, here's another thing. Yeah. Does this imply that there are no bird people? I wondered about that. And I also wondered about how in uh, like the Sonic games. There are. When you bust out, like when you bop a, a robot, birds fly out. Little tiny baby birds. Little tiny baby birds. Mm-hmm. And that like birds have often apparently been used as a source of energy. In the Sonic canon, I don't know if that's right or if that's my weird interpretation. A source of energy? Well, yeah, they power the robots. Yeah, you just, like, suck at them from them. Well, no, I mean, they're flapping around in there, yeah. and that's that's all making those, the robots go. Yeah, all those... I think? I've never been super clear about that either. I That's something that's either very a basic bird, Sonic knowledge. either a bird or a squirrel. A baby seal. That's a common one. And a baby seal comes mm-hmm. out of a robot when you stomp on it. Yeah. With, when you... Yeah. Anyway, so, yeah, what are birds? We just don't know. What? Oh... <laughs> I was right there for that. Yeah, I, was there. I didn't want to do it. Um, yeah. But, uh, yeah, I, so this is worse. I, I'm just going to throw this out here. Okay. This is worse than Pokemon, like, in the way that it addresses the existence of animals and how that must impact their yeah. culture. Because, like, in Pokemon, the main concerns are, like, right, like, uh, are they eating the Pokemon? Right. What do the Pokemon eat? Is everybody yeah. vegetarian? Is it nice inside a Pokeball? Yeah. Is there a, is there a food chain of Right, Pokemon? exactly. And then when yeah. something can think as mm-hmm. much as Pokemon can, they mm-hmm. count as animals, that kind of stuff. Yep. In this, we have a very clear, like, Wizard of Oz-style demarcation between, like, lowercase a animals and, like, capital A yeah. animals. Anthropomorph animals. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because they're still they still use the same animal name and so i was yep what i I thought i thought maybe for a little bit i was like maybe the rule here is like uh any creature that is anthropomorphic like we've never seen a hedgehog that isn't right that maybe and there is that kind of joke with the animal butt encyclopedia yeah that uh that maybe all hedgehogs are anthropomorphic right um may at first i thought maybe that that like classed them out of it but then we've definitely seen rats of both kinds. Yeah, that's true. Yep, mm-hmm. the rat the rat thickens. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna take another sip of my coffee. I'm gonna, so, yeah. Um, well, I don't know. I, I think hopefully we'll hopefully we'll find out more as the series progresses. Maybe they'll give us more of this delicious world building. Yeah. Um, speaking of world building, mm-hmm. where the heck were they at the beginning of the show? Okay, I, I wrote that down too. Yeah, what is their base? Mm-hmm. They have a base of operations with like a hollow map in it or something. I don't, I don't forget, but they were like looking at a table and going, all right, we've got to go check out this place. <laughs> you know, I don't know, but yeah, I, yeah, so where, where's their base? Probably it's Sonya's like third home. Uh, <laughs> oh, it's it's a, Sonic's it's a, eighth home. 
Oh my god, his, it is actually Sonic's. Oh my god, it's his like ninth or tenth. Album. I meant that it was like her. The, their like country house in the other, you know, like oh, the other yeah. neighborhood house. Oh, but okay. it actually is Sonic. So he's been, God, he's a nomad. But he's he, gone he through just a lot. Rolls right off his his ridgy back. So that here's something interesting. I'm not sure if this exact line is in this one or the next one, but it, she says something like this anyway. Sonya says something about Sonic having the biggest heart of anyone else she knows. Yeah, and honestly. Based on our impression of him so far, that's definitely not true. No, it's not true, I guess. Except that I think when you look at him, you can see it. You can see I think it. When his people chest are is pretty right, wide. His chest is pretty big. It's round. There's a lot of room for a heart in there. Uh-huh. But also you look in his eyes and he's just got that like, yeah, whatever you need, bud. Yeah. Kind of look. That I think is, like, big-hearted. Yeah, he does have, like, a pure... Mm. He has a pure positive energy that he gives to pretty much everybody until it, they cross him. But a lot of times he does not... You know, there are a lot of people who show love non-verbally. And I think Sonic <laughs> is one of those. Well, Because I when he speaks, he's impatient and and uh, antagonistic and dismissive. Mm-hmm. But then what does he do? What does his actions show? I mean, his actions show him grabbing Sonya's arm and forcing her to walk with him when we can. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. Dashing ahead and leaving his friends to die. But then no, he felt he pretty did. bad about it. Well, that's true, yeah. And then... And then sometimes he grabs them and, and somehow revs with them. Yeah. He's able to carry them alongside. But then they go hiking. Why are yes. they rev? They rev... Summertime. Like, what's what are it's Sonic's like limits? It's like sprinting rules. Okay, okay. Sorry, yeah, yeah, he then, probably yeah. just gets tired. But but in terms of Sonic, like, I think Sonic has internalized the sort of home, like, nomadic, mm-hmm. no home kind of attitude because when they're in the base mm-hmm. and they say they need to go, he says, well, wherever it is, we got to get out of here and fast. <laughs> like, he is just ready to go. He has accepted that he's never going to stay in the same place because yeah. it's, like, infuriating. Mm-hmm. And Manic does ask him, like, why so fast? Is and and part of Sonic's in, in this in this show anyway, right? Why so fast? Whereas Manic is perfectly content to just be in a sewer because yeah. that's where he's been, and mm-hmm. all sewers are his home. Mm-hmm. Whereas Sonic, uh, yeah. Sonic has that thing that you know, if you move around a lot when you're a kid, you you learn that mm-hmm. you you're you're not going to make friends for very long. You're yeah. not going to stick around anywhere. There's no reason to put down roots. You got to just keep moving. That was totally my experience as a kid, yeah. and it's also like interesting because i've talked about this similar phenomena before this like it becomes easier to deal with loss and that could be part of sonic's whole thing is Mm. he's dealt with so much of that he's had and he's had to move on from people so much yeah that then when his third family dies yeah it it, it's it is more of a like okay this is just a marker on the next thing that i'm moving forward about like this is like the end of one thing and at the beginning of another oh man yeah and it's probably a little bit easier for him rather than this like uh because since it's it is not unique and he's been working with the rebellion more than any of the rest of them have. right exactly so he's probably seen a lot of loss in that yep. as well yep and he has the perfect kind of like star wars rebellion upbringing where all of these like misfits and and you know anyone who who has no connections left yeah has nothing left to lose except to try to make a better future and it does give me the impression maybe that and we do get that a little bit here that sonic would be totally willing to sacrifice himself that's something that i think he's a quality that he has and when when he does fight that monster and then they all kind of lose while they're fighting that monster yeah his thing is not like man i goofed up and we lost it's like i got you guys hurt like yeah like i ruined it for you two i lost for you yep and that's, I think that's a really interesting, and that, that maybe does, I guess I'm coming around. And then it, it does kind of seem like they've given us the impression that he's, he's pretty heartful. 
Yeah. He, but he doesn't have a lot of time to show it. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. <laughs> yeah. Like, if you, you know, he's uh-huh. probably giving them speed hugs. Yeah. Right. Like when we're not looking he's and they like, can't even feel him. He's like, love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> well, what, <laughs> love you guys. <laughs> <laughs> what if, uh, I'm, brothers. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so glad you're my brother and sister. Uh, and then he goes back to fighting the monsters. Yeah. What if that, <laughs> <laughs> Uh, he also one of my favorite uh, Sonic one liners, and this one is "Spinning Wind Time." Yeah, yeah, that's a really good one. Yeah, that was so good. It, I love that. I love it when he says when they when they fight the big monster, the big robot at the beginning. He's like, "I'll hold him off," and then he just stands there, yeah, very still until he gets smacked all the way across the room, and he's uh, like, "Oh, that's not working." And it's like, "Well, no, but you could have done it. what?" I think that was manic, actually. No, they both really? do it. Okay, Sonic gets hit first. Sonic's gonna stand back and, Sonic and hold goes, him off. Great distraction, right? <laughs> and manic. then manic comes back and gets grabbed, and Sonic's like, "Oh, great distraction." Yeah. <laughs> Oh, oh, uh, speaking of complicated, and again, that's my word of the day for this one, Yep, is that it's all extra complicated. Yep. The choreography of all of the moving parts in that first sequence in the bass yeah. was was actually very strange. Like, yeah. and it's in how complex it was, because it was funny, and it, it almost felt like a uh, like a theatrical farce uh-huh, with the way people uh-huh. were going in and out of doors yep. and rooms. Yep, yep, Um Because we have a robot come in, start fighting them. The robot's actually handling it fine. Uh, yeah. They look like maybe they're going to get away, but the robot's not in any danger at first. It moves very slowly, but somehow is able to get them. Like, yeah. they're, they're, they're overwhelmed by it or something. Yeah, like, he's, like, blocking their exit. Yeah. Um, and then... Uh, Sleet gets impatient and sends Dingo inside. Yep. Dingo... And he says, he says, he's like, should I use the door? And he's like, no, the wall or something. Like, there's some joke about, like, no, use the wall instead. And he says, okay. And he just walks through the wall. (laughs) Dingo's jokes are all definitely actually funny in a way that I, like, love. Him... (laughs) Because that joke about him walking through the wall was really good. And then later on, or maybe right before this, Robotnik says, uh, you couldn't catch fish in a bowl. And Dingo, like, Mm. totally genuinely is like, well... I mean, certain types of bowls. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like the cutest thing. It I've is ever... very cute. Mm-hmm. And he's he's weird. Like, he weirds me out. And the, even at the very beginning of this one, he sees another picture of Sonya and is like, oh, pretty. And it's like, what the? But then the affection that he has for her. Yeah. It is gross. But it's not aggressive. But it's not aggressive. Mm-hmm. And it's actually like weirdly just sort of like oh i'll oh sure you need help i'll do what you like he's infatuated with her i was gonna talk about that because i accidentally ship it a little now oh no i don't i don't like really i don't really want sonya to fall in love with him okay but i in term i and maybe this is a problem maybe this is an exaggeration but i i don't like the way the show has presented this like oh and now he's just in love with her because she's the girl in front of him (laughs) yeah and she's like she's like so pretty exactly it does have implications, and especially what we find out about her next episode. They might be older than we think they are. See, yeah. They might be, like, 20s. Right. But, um... Which I don't like, but it might be true. Yeah, like, 19 or 20s. Yeah. Um, and Dingo and Sleet, because they're evil, look a little older, but they might also not be that old. Yeah. Uh, so it, the age difference, which is what I had sort of assumed doesn't bother me, the height difference is still a problem. Uh-huh. But, uh... <laughs> but Dingo's... So she, she does a really good job. One of her, like, coolest moments in the show, for sure, is this, like moment of immediately realizing that he's into her yeah and immediately being like oh will you please open this door for me and then go downstairs and find my jacket because right. if you don't find my jacket i can't get captured today She's like, oh i'll be happy to go with you like, yeah i'll go with you but i need to get my jacket yeah it's down there and he goes oh okay and see so that on its own i would have been like okay like all right the like it doesn't he's quite make her like a strong tri- female right. character but then she kicks him down the stairs yeah 
<sighs> yeah. That was the be- that, that for me is what turned it over from just a like look at like her like using her sexuality. Right. Over into like a like oh this character kind of like, rules. Oh, she got it. Yeah. <laughs> and then later when they're like oh no but that was our escape and she's kind of like oops but it wasn't that she really goofed up it's just she didn't know they all make mistakes. Yeah. Like they're all they're all fallible mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. But they're all working their strengths. In, in different ways too yeah it's pretty cool and now i tr- actually uh, uh, we'll see i trust this show to i kind of do too to keep complicating them i was not ready for that yeah. like I, I didn't know what to expect and i didn't but yeah especially god especially that third episode yeah well and i'm the, so excited to talk to you about that another day to explain why we cut it out it's because episode three is going to require is definitely going to require so much. Yeah, well, and it's already been, I mean, it's already, maybe we've already gone almost long enough in this in this episode. Oh, great. We've talked about so much. Yeah. Um, but we've got, I don't know, let's, are there any other, are there any other things that you want? I mean, we can keep going, but I, you know. Well, quick thing. About, about 50 minutes. So. Caleb's sound effect corner. Yes. Uh, so, <laughs> so last Caleb's week. Caleb's sound effect corner. <laughs> last week, I, uh, Talked about the tear foley, which does have a brief cameo. In yeah, this which I didn't hear the first time. Like I just, made, you know, I was just like, oh, okay, sure, but it's yeah. Here, I'm gonna give you a quick taste of what it sounds like uh, when someone cries. Sorry, everybody, cover your ears. What it cries. Careful about this ASMR. But what it sounds like when someone cries in the Sonic universe, it sounds like this. Ah, uh, yeah. gross. <laughs> sorry about that. Sorry to everyone with mesophenia. Like, in case you sorry. were curious how I did that, I actually had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich right here, and I was squishing it between my hands. Yeah, it was really like you. You kept that in a in a holster on your <laughs> I have a whole foley table set up just in case. Uh, but I really wanted to come out sparingly. Ugh. The other sound effect in this episode, which I don't think I would have noticed except for the subtitles, but the fact that the subtitles pointed it out oh. made it a big deal. There are several times where Dingo's heart, when he's looking at Sonya, <gasps> is thumping so loudly that you can hear it. Whoa, I didn't notice that. Yeah, there there are a few times and it's almost always when he's facing the camera directly, and it's always this like, ooh moment when his heart is just like Thumping so loud that in the background it's just going. Oh, wow, I wish I could still feel like that. Yeah, right. <laughs> I wish. <laughs> oh, Speaking of awkward, uh, this is sad. Nick, awkward, now. awkward, two true things. Mm-hmm. I loved it when they're when they're I guess in the sewer and they're, oh, they're talking about theft. Mm-hmm. I think. I think most of the I theft talk it, is in episode thefts in the next three, one. But there's yeah. anyway. At one point, Manic says. We were all born with silver spoons. No, Sonic says we were all yes. born with silver spoons in our mouths. You just got to keep yours. Yeah. To Sonya. And then they all laugh. Sonic and Manic laugh way too hard for way too long. And then Manic goes, uh, like, yeah, and I had to steal mine. Right, exactly. And if they Oh, ha- that's right. That's the key. And yeah. if they hadn't been laughing so, so, so hard, uh, it would have been really brutal. Yeah. Like, like, even the laughter was still weird. It was too much laughter. They laughed too hard for too long. <laughs> and it might it might have been, like, a sign that it was a little too real. Yeah, I think it definitely was. But like, even, they, they paused on that moment for longer than almost anything. Yeah. Like, I really noticed that. And it was, it absolutely felt like a deliberate, sort of, like, na- like a Mr. Show, like, uncomfortable laugh time now. Yeah. It was, like, it was very brutal. I know that it's not necessarily interesting to repeat their jokes and just like harp on the weird details that are so yeah, funny. Yeah, kind of is. But uh, yeah, but uh, <laughs> but it's and maybe this will slow down once we stop being so surprised by it. Yeah. But every the fact that the hit rate 
on the jokes on this show is so high for yeah. me, like that it's like something around 80 or 90. Yeah. That that's what's so surprising and why I keep wanting to talk about them. Yeah. Is because I would not I would absolutely not have gone into the show thinking that would be the case. The difference between our first conversation and this one is that w- w- in both in each of these we have we have like relived and 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 recapped these like joke moments. Yeah. But in the first one, I was like, "Is this show as funny as it thinks? As I is it might? Is it stupid or is it funny?" Yeah. And and that was sort of like, "What? Why did they say this silly thing?" And yeah. now I'm going like, "This show's funny." Yeah. <laughs> and I want to celebrate that and give it credit. Yeah. And then and then exp- and th- but then so many of the jokes also contain sort of like are worth kind of digging into a little bit more complications they're complications mm-hmm. yep. so one thing i was going to say that wasn't a joke so here's here's an actual funny error corner that okay. i think implies a little bit more of the characters maybe yeah uh is so right when right after that whole sequence with sleet and dingo in the room and the complicated choreography uh they sleep finds the scroll that they had been using to figure out where they're going to go with the map yeah and sleep contacts eggman and he says uh, boss, I think I know where they're going. Yeah. And then the beginning of the next sequence is Eggman scanning it to see where on the where right. on earth the map is. Yeah. And he's like he's like, if this is anywhere in the world, we will know. <laughs> and I, I can't I don't know what his voice sounds like. Yeah. If this is anywhere in the world. I can't do it. It's okay. okay. Um <laughs> Please continue to <laughs> this do will that. Be a fun game is yeah, me trying to anyway. do voices while you do good ones. No. The uh the this is anywhere in the world it will know he scans it it's given like a good five or ten seconds yeah of just like watching this like paper get scanned and then he's like now i know where it is but he didn't tell us so yeah. because he didn't tell us it was this weird like i guess it didn't matter yeah but what that implied to me was that sleet like knew and he went to dr Vine and he was like i know where this is and yeah. dr Vine was like i'm gonna scan it <laughs> yeah exactly he doesn't listen to them at all this happens several times mm-hmm. where sleet and dingo have information at the very beginning of this episode where he's like, you guys are dead to me. Yeah. You screwed up and I'm not going to let you do it. You know, and then they were like, wait, but we know. And he's like, oh, you do? Why mm-hmm. didn't you ever say that? Like, and they probably did and he wasn't listening. And Robotnik is... Uh, bad boss. God, just a bad boss. He's the worst boss. He's showing... A, he's actually showing a lot of like stereotypical, this is the thing a bad boss does. Yes. Yeah. I had a question about what Eggman is... Mm-hmm. Like, what is he? Because everything else is an animal, basically. Yeah. And he's like a human, He kind is a of? human, yeah. And that's upsetting. Yeah. And also, furthermore, is he Dilbert? <laughs> <laughs> is, is he roboticized Dilbert? Could he be Dilbert in the future? Yeah. Um, that's because an Dilbert's a fascist. <laughs> Dilbert was at least created by a fascist. Yes. Oops, sorry, libel. Excuse me. Whoops. Um, but one thing that I think is really interesting about him uh, here's a here's a here's a Eggman okay theory. sorry yeah i don't know much about his actual origins yeah it's a, like uh, we'll find out about it maybe at some point during okay, our sure. travels oh god my I hope. theory yeah what if eggman is not from mobius <gasps> like oh yeah, yeah okay. that said we do have mm-hmm. examples of humans in other in other sonic games okay, so we sure. know humans do exist in the general and, sonic and, world and we haven't visited everywhere in mobius and they left mobarobotropolis and met Gondar, who was basically a human man with, a, like, an animal head. Yeah. So maybe the farther you get away from Robotropolis, the, the more, more human, human they get. That would be really interesting. Mm. Um, what if Mo stands for monster? <gasps> I know it stands for Mobius, but... But what if it does? Yeah, what if it's, like, the monster city it and also, now it's the yeah. robot city? Oh, interesting. Um, um, two, okay, some quick hits right here at the end. Yeah, let's wrap it up. Uh, loved it when... 
Sonya was chopping boards and she basically did Miss Piggy Hayas. Yes. Oh my God. Yes. <laughs> I love that. I love uh, that. Um, can you do a Miss Piggy voice? Kermit. Ooh, Kermit. If I, I got to warm up to it, but I can go. <laughs> I can do that. And then. Oh. Listen, not Muppet voice corner now. Hi. Thank you. Um, Hi, I lo- loved it when Gondar winked at them. Yes, he winked. He thumbs up. Huh. He like <laughs> was a few feet away from a high five. Gondar yeah. was a cool dad. Yeah, he was a cool dad, mm-hmm. and he kind of he knew that he wasn't going to spend that much time with them. Yeah, he knew that their time was short, and he had a lot to teach them. Yeah, and perfect because we're ready to be trained. I mean, your I mean your best teachers growing up, right? They're the ones yeah, that they're, they're like, the ones that don't give don't let you they know get away you with anything. Don't get attached, and do you can't get away with shit. We got to get. You you know right? I can like you, yeah. but we're doing our job. And I think he says at some point they're like something something. How will we know? And then he's like, when the time comes, you'll know. <laughs> and he says you'll know really soft. Yeah, like very soft. It's, it's weird. He was talking about manic superpower. Oh, that's right. He's mm-hmm. like, when the time comes, you'll know. You'll know. He kind of just. I think he's getting a little choked up. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Cutie. Uh, very cute. Um, uh, I love it after they teleport to the cloud city. When Sonic says, hi, guy. Yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, and also the Cloud City had a portrait of their mom. Yeah. Just like on a gold plaque. Yeah, they like dust it off and then they appear. I wonder I if this is, I wonder if the, yeah. I wonder if these monks might have been where, uh, well, I guess the Oracle. I wonder if the Oracle is, used to be a part of these I've monks. wondered about that too. There's a lot going on. A lot of fantasy stuff in this episode. A lot of fantasy stuff in this episode versus sci-fi stuff in the last episode. Yeah. And, and that's, Mobius mm-hmm. is kind of right on that edge. Mm-hmm. And there's, so I saw something that, uh, I've talked to you a little bit about Zolani Stewart, who writes a lot of like Sonic. Oh yeah, yeah. He wrote like the Sonic Six essay that I really love. You yep. guys look up Zolani Stewart. It's at F E N G X I I on Twitter. Mm-hmm. Uh, and uh, one of the things that I saw him talk about, or them talk about recently, was uh, a uh, that Mobius is pot- is potentially just Earth in the future. Okay, sure. And not just potentially, but like Australia is named Down Under. Oh. And like South America is called like Samarica. Like it's like, it's like, oh. it's just like, like these weird bastardizations of stuff that we say. Oh, but interesting. We'll get into okay, that some cool, other time. Cool. Uh, That's way deep though. That was a, I felt like I felt the floor drop out from under me on that one. Yeah. I was going deep in the Sonic canon now. I'm ready. Yeah. And put so, me in the canon and fire away. I honestly think we'll get most of that stuff from the comic, which okay. we might get to eventually. Oh uh, boy. Um, <laughs> it's apparently really good. And I read it as a kid and loved it. I perfect. Who said, just like the night we met at the club. That was Sonya. Because that was Sonya. I Sonya. loved that. It was amazing. Yeah. Just like the night we met at the club. Just like the night we met at the club. And, mm-hmm. and the, the monk said, I do indeed speak. He said, I do indeed speak. <laughs> like, he's got this evil monster voice. It's <laughs> he great. He sounds like Yoda is what he sounds like. He sounds exactly like Yoda. He's a little Yodish. Yeah. He doesn't have the yep. like flipped thing. Um, I want to say about the uh, this one's music video. Yeah. One of the best things is in the background of the music video, all the monks come to watch and one of them starts going crazy dancing. Yeah. And all the rest of the monks are like, what does he do? and then yeah. finally eventually all of the rest of the monks shrug and then they all start can they just together. go wild yeah, yeah i loved that and the and the monastic moaning backup that was going yes. on like i was like is that them singing this no it's the monks it's the monks the that monks episode chanting. was so good uh i mean that music video specifically in that episode touch, it was about teamwork touch your medallions you first. <laughs> <laughs> You're really hitting some really great moments. I loved all of these. God, it was so good. Touch, I had to buy, I took touch me, your medallions. <laughs> you first. <laughs> it, took, it took me 50 minutes to watch this 23-minute show yeah. because I paused it every 15 seconds to write something down. It's very good. 
Spin and win time. Um, and then, let's see. Oh, they also call Sonic, they're like, hey, watch it, bud. That's one of the best freedom fighters there is. Talking yeah. about Sonic and yeah. defending him. And, and that, that thing where they are apparently deliberately pushed by these, these p- t- teacher figures mm-hmm. to, like, go off the deep end. Like, break out of your role yeah. as subservient. Like, th- there, there is a, a repeat cycle of do exactly what we tell you. Oh, you don't like that? Well, then what would you do instead? Yeah. Oh, turns out that was the secret right answer. Mm-hmm. And they've, they're, they're, uh, sh- we'll get into this a little bit next week too, but they, there's a lot of this, like, we're going to create something for you to rail against. Yeah, exactly. And exactly. I, and that happened a bunch during this episode and it's awesome. And it also is funny because it lines up with what Eggman's accidentally doing for everyone, <gasps> right? In Robotropolis yes. and Extended is that what he has done is created unity yep out of this like evil force and this is the fascist fallacy like altogether like you cannot prescribe for people what they must do yeah you have to accept i mean to within certain you know limits and parameters you you have to accept people as they naturally are and make it easy for them to be who they could be at their best yes right Mm -hmm. whereas fascism says well there's no way anyone can be good Unless we force them all to be about the same. Mm-hmm. And then that never works and it always explodes. And, you know, in yeah. my experience. Uh, uh, there's some stuff we should probably just like, we should yeah. probably talk some more about some housekeeping y things. Okay, sure, sure, sure. Uh, and wrap up if we're getting close to that. Time. Yeah, good. It sounds good. Um, like I said earlier, we have a Twitter that you can contact. Uh, it's at your2show, uh, T O O, no apostrophe. Y O U R E. I mean, that's like the correct your. Yeah. yeah, I'm just saying that, yeah, we did spell it right, <laughs> but we can't put an apostrophe in there. Yeah. Uh, so, at your two show on Twitter, uh, and if you have any hot Sonic tips or yep. information you want to share about stuff that we might not have noticed, or even if you just want to tell us something, we Absolutely. also have uh, Gmail, your two show at Gmail as perfect, well. Perfect, perfect. Um, let us know uh, if you liked this format better, if you liked the last format better. Yeah. Uh, follow us on Twitter. Uh, subscribe to the podcast. Leave a review if you like it now. And send us stuff <laughs> like a couple of our friends that we sent this to like sent us relevant f- f- like fan art and and, yeah. and pieces from from the sonic fandom and we love that like mm-hmm. I, it's making me really excited to uh to be able to ask a stupid question about like like i asked we'll, I'm, we'll, we'll tweet this i guess but yeah. I, I asked last time about like what is the deal with sonic's eyes uh-huh. and lucy sent us a comic where you it explains sonic's eyes <laughs> as goggles that yeah, he removes as goggles that he removes it's horrible it's mm. very scary looking we'll post that for it's your enjoyment. Thank you highly, to whoever made that. Yeah, it's highly, highly likely that you know more about Sonic than either of us. So Absolutely like, Feel you free do. to share it. Tell us. Let us know. Correct us, but not like too hard like because gently. I'm very sensitive. Like we're, we're very sensitive and we're very kind and we, will, we are very fragile. We'll be damaged, uh, but we can grow in the light of your love. <laughs> All right. Uh... <laughs> I, uh, I'm Caleb Zane Hewitt. And I'm Nick Splender. And you're to show. <laughs> that's, that's really fun. It's always fun. It's fun. <laughs>
Thanks to Dave Duncan and Goodnight Productions for our theme song, which is a mix of Hydrocity Zone from Sonic 3. Uh, They take fan requests of video game songs, so if you liked that, you should check them out.